This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. That's me. And we are recording in the A to B studios at the Innovation Center in downtown Richmond, Indiana. Make sure to visit aftertwobeers.com. You can find links to our social media pages and our past episodes. Gibbler, what else do we got on our webpage? We've got the Patreon. Yes. Thank you very much to our current Patreon sponsors. If you like what we're doing and you want to show us some love, make sure you go to the After Two Beers page and click on that Patreon button. For just a few dollars a month, you can help us support the show. And every dollar counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So joining us tonight in the studio, Ms. AJ. Hey, hey, hey. And Mr. JP. Hello. Now, we got to jump right into it. We are only a few days away from Halloween. Have you guys picked out your costumes yet? Oh, yeah. What Are you, like, secretive about it, or are you sharing? It doesn't matter. What, what's your costumes? So, I'm Happy Gilmore. Okay. And he's my caddy. Oh my gosh, that's great. He looks just like the caddy. Right? <laughs> 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 now he's got like the suit and the, the beer helmet. helmet oh, yeah. oh my God. You, if you could get like a little cup with a, like a handle on it and walk around like you're washing your underwear all night long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's such a great costume. Oh, that's so cool. Now we are currently scheduled to perform this Saturday at the Sheridan Pub, one of our sponsors from way back in the day. And an owner that we genuinely enjoy, Mr. Mike Hirons. It's going to be his 40th birthday. His 40th birthday. And so if you get a chance, stop down Saturday. Now, all this is pending because the COVID numbers are going through the roof. Oh, they're insane. They are crazy right now. So we're keeping an eye on that. We're, um, I want to go out and celebrate for Mike, and I appreciate what the pub has done for us in the past. But at the same time, we got to make sure that we're taking the responsible actions Last right. thing I want to do is is host Promote a super something. spreader event. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, this might be our last raw for a while because I have a feeling things are going to start getting shut down again. Well, and, unfortunately, and they, well, and they should. Like here locally, we have over sixty patients just in our hospital with COVID issues, and that's the highest it's been. Right? It doubled in one week. It was Jeez. thirty last Friday, or excuse me, last Monday, and now it's over sixty already. And that's the scary part about this is it's not that the numbers are elevated because a lot of people will test asymptomatic or they won't have any issues at all. Where it becomes an issue for local healthcare townships and, and healthcare is, is when you start exhausting the limits of what you can handle with COVID issues. Yeah. Because the other thing that we also have to think about is we're only a month or two away from entering the flu season. So you're going to have typical people that would go into a hospital with a flu anyway. On top of the fact that we're doubling our numbers of COVID in one week, that's where we've got to make sometimes an intelligent decision of we may have to postpone things for right. the betterment of everybody. Because I, I have to admit, imagine <clears throat> excuse me, that a majority of those 60-plus that are in the hospital are in the elderly range, but there's a lot that aren't. And so just because th that we're young and we feel like we're invincible, right? maybe it doesn't mean we pass, but it doesn't mean that we can't suffer through it. Right. So we got to be responsible. Now let's go on to something fun. Let's do it. Okay. So when I'm, I'm going through the page today as I'm preparing for the show, I realize that there's one thing that we, we kind of talked about one time. We were going to do like the meme of the week. And then I realized that memes have basically become 
expressions for individuals. People use them to express themselves. And one little image, like a Far Side comic, just captures everything. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Right. And so that's what I was thinking about today, like meme logic, stuff that you think about that you see in a meme that maybe you've never thought about it. And you're like, holy shit, that makes so much. Like, here's what, here's an example. It was, it's the picture of the guy from Operation the Game. Right. And it says, does it creep anybody else out that the guy was awake during the surgery? <laughs> and you start thinking about it. You're like, holy crap, that is creepy. His eyes are open, yeah. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> it's so freaky. It yes. It just freaked me out. And so then I saw another one, and this is the greatest idea. And if you were a true ass, this is something AJ would do. If you were true oh, ass, man. this is no. Hear me out. So he it's just called be, you an ass. It's gonna be epic then. Yeah, it yeah. said uh, it was. It was just an idea. It said save business cards of people you don't like. If you ever hit a parked car accidentally, just write <laughs> sorry on the back and leave it on the windshield. Yes. <laughs> I would totally that's do that. That's funny. Too. Isn't that great? And so then that's when I'm like, you know what? We are gonna feature these kinds of things each week. On the show because I was reading that I'm like that's fucking genius. That's awesome. That is absolutely genius. Uh, so anyway, okay, now we're gonna go. We're we're gonna fly along because we got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, well, I want to jump into our head shakers. Okay. And the head shaker for me, and it, I saw a story that inspired me to to bring this one up, and that's why I'm bringing it up. The one for me is I feel like schools have gotten away from teaching basic life skills. That kids need oh, to be successful. They don't even have home ec anymore. And that's what I'm referring to. I, I think, you know, higher education is very much important. And kids need to understand mathematics and science and, and English for obvious, obvious reasons. But at the same time, kids need l- normal everyday life skills. So when I was in middle school, in home ec, we actually learned how to cook eggs we learned how to cook pasta to see the difference of – I still right. can't get that shit right. But <laughs> <laughs> I always end up cooking like I'm cooking for like a family of 12. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, so – but also we learned how to sew. We learned how to make patterns for sewing. And then we had shop classes where we built yeah. a lamp. And we built a napkin holder. I made a cutting board. Well, if, that would, would they just cut off a piece of wood? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we actually had like strips of wood and then like bonded them, oh, together, you glued them together, glued them yeah. together, and yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Oh, we had we made um, giant coins, and where we would pour in like uh, molten iron into what? Yeah, you guys were messing with molten iron. Oh, we made an iron hook. That we take. Wow. Are you kidding me? No, I'm going to tell you right now. Piss me off. <laughs> we had a. <laughs> it was like square iron, like a square iron bar, that we would heat up, and then we would bend it and and hit it with a hammer like you would on a blacksmith table, and we did this in middle school. And wow. Yeah, we actually got a fire drill one day because one of the kids in the class <laughs> chucked a pencil in the forge, and a big old puff of smoke came out of it. Oh my. Yeah. But the one that got me was my English, or excuse me, my shop teacher is, uh, he, he wasn't the most with it. I think what happens is Did that, he have any digits missing? No, that's, yeah, right? The no, original, mine did. The original shocker guy was like, we're going <laughs> to, when he tells you that you're going to do five lessons that summer, you know, they got to hold up two hands to get the five in. Oh. But no, this guy, he was, he taught us the, the metal part. 
of the shop and I'm making my hook. And so you would heat it up and you would bend it around and then you would put it in the bucket of water to cool it off. And he sticks my, my hook into the water and tells me to grab it. But what had happened is he didn't get the whole thing into the water. Oh, man. So when I grabbed it, it was just red hot literally a few seconds ago. <laughs> and I had second degree burns on my thumb and my pointer finger. But you no longer have a fingerprint. <laughs> That's right. You could be the best the, convict ever. Well, only That's the, some I, I'm the, shit right yeah, there. the two finger bandit. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I only have two fingers I could use to, to do crimes. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I thought, you know what? We need this. And another reason why I think we really need this is I feel like my generation, you know, you and I and, and well, all four of us, we're Gen X. And we were basically force fed our entire lives that after high school, you had to go to college. Right. If you were going to be successful, you had to go to a four-year school. And I think that's bullshit. I think so, too. Yeah. Now, the reason I say that is it's not for everybody. No. And so success shouldn't be measured by a diploma that hangs on a wall. No. But what I think we should be encouraging is trades. Oh, absolutely. You can make $100,000 in this country if you're good at welding yep. or carpentry mm-hmm. or you're a mechanic. HVAC systems. There you go. Plumbers. Electrical. Yeah. Yeah. So I think counselors should be pushing for more of that. But I also think those classes should be taught in school more. So that's kind of my head shaking moment is I just feel like there should be more of those opportunities. And I also think there needs to be a basic financial class for kids. I actually did have one. And I know that it was an elective in high school, but like they taught you how to write a check, how to balance your checkbook, how to do file your taxes. Like we had to do like a fake filing your own taxes so like i had a class like that too yeah i loved it because i feel like it really did help but i don't think it was something that was mandatory i think it was an elective well i also think they should be teaching kids that if you're 18 years old and you're off to as a freshman in college or you're say no to that credit card well and explain what it is if i buy something for five dollars today and then i continue to add to that by paying just the minimum payment Mm mm-hmm that $5 becomes how much when you pay it off. Right. And then you can start to understand that, you know, just because it's swiping a card today, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I brought it up is I found a really cool story, and it comes to us from Sydney, Australia. A Catholic high school has begun offering its female students lessons in essential car maintenance. While most schools skip over such practical life skills, especially with its female students— the Stella Marie College, they tweeted out that these 11 girls were taught some essential DIY car maintenance skills. They knew how to change their own tire, check the tire pressure, how to check oil and coolant levels, and what to do in a car crash. Okay. And it's all being taught in their schools, which I think we should encourage. I think encourage. it is great. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but like, there are a lot of kids that don't have a father figure in their life. To teach those, teach or, them those things, or their father f- may not know how to do those things. Right, and we had the women's workshop yep. on our show, and so it's not just limited to males, but I think there is a lot of things that can be taught to kids, just basic things, how to change a, an air filter in your home to ma- you know, because of your furnace and your air conditioning unit, and how often you should do certain things, like replace the, the batteries in your smoke detectors and... 
all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So I think it's really cool what they're doing. And I guess my head shaking moment is just the fact that I think we need to embrace that kind of education in the United States more. I completely agree. You guys, what do you think? I agree 100%. Awesome. All right. Are you ready for some history? I am. All right. So now I've been thinking we've, we've spent so much time up to this point investing in the exterior of the history wagon. Okay. You know, we talk about what kind of tires it has and what it's painted like and bumper stickers. But I realize we got to make it more comfortable. Are we going to put like a Barca lounger in there? Oh, something. And that's what this week is about. Beanbag chairs. Bean, that Those would be big, cool. big, huge yes. beanbag chairs. Well, the, the story comes to us. It's the late 1960s, and there's an inspired furniture inventor, and his name is Charles Hall, and he wanted to build a chair. Okay. Okay. Now, his idea was he took a vinyl bag and filled it with 300 pounds of cornstarch. <laughs> so it's the heaviest beanbag chair of all right? time, and that's what he came up with. And he realized quickly that it didn't work. <laughs> it probably wasn't <laughs> practical. So he decided to focus on something else, and he came up with an idea. He's going to focus on beds. It's time to focus on beds. So he came up with a prototype, and he took a bed, and he filled up the entire thing with jello. Okay? <laughs> so, again, he's, he's flirting with the vinyl, and so he's gone away from cornstarch, and then he fills up this big bag with jello, and it didn't have the movement that he was looking for. And then the other problem Water was... Waterbed. Yeah, the jello was decomposing, and so it was Ew. giving off this smell. Oh, Can you imagine uh, laying in a decomposing bag of jello? Yeah, that's gross. Think about that. Yeah, exactly. But you're right. Heavenly. So, yeah. <laughs> Heavenly. <laughs> There's always room for jello. Oh. It would only be... The thing about it, though, is if you put the fruit in it, then it would ferment, and so you could lay in bed and just drink your bed. <laughs> And get liquor. <laughs> but so that's when he tried water. So old Mr. Uh, Charles Hall is the man we have to thank for the waterbed. Now, did you ever have one? I did not. I did. You did? Did you like it? I did. But what really sucked is like if the heater of it went out. Yeah. And then you're laying on like cold water. Yeah. Yeah. That's big old bag of cold water. Big old that sucked. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say, because, you know, Gibbler and I have known each other for you know, since we were three, I used to get really, like, bad motion sickness. So I would stay the night, and she would, like, make sure it, <laughs> I felt like I was on a fucking boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Boats and hoes. The reason I bring it up is these things are getting popular again. No. They are. And millennials are jumping all over these things, and they're different than the one that you probably had. They're they just going to lay their sweet mullets on a waterbed, aren't they? <laughs> right. Now, My God. So, so our history segment is we're, we're going to touch on waterbeds. Okay. And we need a waterbed in the back of our shagging wagon <laughs> <laughs> as we drive to the cram it in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about waterbeds. Now, originally the, it was called the pleasure bed. Okay. They obviously never tried it on a water bed. <laughs> and it said that the bed was really known for, and it was immediately thought of, it was designed for fornicating. That was the truth. I mean, you had to have like a complete motion. You had to wait for the water to come back brushing by. Like you had 
Yeah, but if you got your rhythm down right. I guess. That you sound like a white woman having sex. Oh my god. <laughs> All out of rhythm with the water. Snap them a finger and everything. <laughs> try to get the try to right. keep the beat. You need one of them uh those things that goes back and forth for people <laughs> learning how to play piano. <laughs> it's like no, it's not a pendulum thing. What is it? I forget. I, I forget that or you need one of them like automatic wave pools like they have at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but you just put it in your bed so you just <laughs> lay there. <laughs> It does all the work for you. Well, anyway, not surprisingly, the pleasure bed didn't sell well. According to a New York Times article, Hugh Hefner bought one, shocker, a nudist colony, <laughs> and some head shops. They were the only people buying these things. And then there was knockoff versions. You know you're, like, you, there were knockoff <laughs> versions. And this is, this is the greatest part of the entire history segment of this week, is to help sell the knockoff versions, it came... With a vat of orgy butter. Shut up. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. That's terrible. Yes. Now, I did mention the one of the biggest advantages is happy time or whatever you want to call it, sexy time or, you know, you know, getting your getting your groove on. Getting your groove on. That's right. Getting in your bump of grind. <laughs> whatever you want to go with. The other one, and I never thought of this, is it's they're resistant to bed bugs. There's no bugs. There you go. So you don't have bed bug problems. So if you want to eradicate or get rid of bed bugs, just in have your home, water bugs. Just have right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Now people were afraid of them originally. They were afraid they were going to get electrocuted because, to Gibbler, to your point, underneath a water bed for anybody that's listening has never had one. I didn't have one, but I understand how they work. That there was a heating element. Yeah. And it basically would heat up one area of the water, but because you would move around so much, the water's constantly moving, so it would keep the, all of the water warm. Yeah. And then they had these kick-ass, like, padded wooden sides <laughs> to it that as the pad would, you know, come off, you could get a concussion just getting out of bed or trying to get out of bed, which that's the other element. Like, just the idea that now, like, I, there's been days... Where it's hard to get out of a regular bed. Yes. I just have to like roll like a barrel out of it. <laughs> but I also thought these beds would be kick-ass, especially when my kids were younger. Because you could get them out of bed by basically just tidal waving down at the foot of the bed. <laughs> dropping the cre- <laughs> dropping the people's L on right. the end. <laughs> it's going to look like those videos where you see people jumping on like the, uh, the inflatable blobs uh-huh. right. and they go flying up in the air. You could paint like a bullseye on your wall in your bedroom for the kids. Like, <laughs> see how close you can get them to the bullseye to wake them up that morning. <laughs> but in addition to electrocution, water leaks was a concern. So, oh yeah, yeah. So as, that's a lot, especially if you were in an upstairs. Yeah. Well, and that gets us to another point. They they're extremely heavy. Oh yeah. And so a lot of places, especially if you had apartment buildings, they wouldn't allow you. To put in a water bed if you were on the second floor or above. Because they were afraid that this thing was going to come through the floor. I wonder how many gallons of water one fills. It's a lot. Well, I mean, oh, it would Lord. be almost like, essentially, like, if you had a big bed, it would almost be like filling up a freaking swimming pool. Yeah, a buddy of mine was telling me a story today that him and his wife had one. And he was going to go meet his wife that evening. She had already gone out. So when he got home from work... He sat down on the edge of his waterbed to change his shoes. And as he sat down, his ass got wet. Oh. And then he looked, and there was holes 
all over this thing. Cats? His son had found a pocket knife, <gasps> and at five years old, macheted this thing. He went <gasps> he went Chucky in Child's Play well, I was all over say, this waterbed. And so this guy, my buddy Kevin, he said he had to hook up a garden hose to it and drain all the water out of it. 235 gallons. JP wow. just looked it up. So 235 gallons. He had to drain it all out with a garden hose. He says it's the middle of winter, so my windows are open. Oh, no. And so all that's going out. And he goes, then I come home, and I have no place to sleep. And then on top of it, oh, one second here, JP says it, it can weigh up to 2,000 pounds wow. with all that water in it. You'd have to put, like, a metal beam under, like. Exactly. Oh, my so, God. I wonder if there were any instances where it, like, just fell through the floor. I guarantee oh, no. it, it. It's 2,000 pounds. But wow. can you imagine, like, if you were going to fall, that would be the one thing you'd want to land on, though. <laughs> like, you wouldn't right. want to land on a normal bed. But can you imagine below? Like, it could kill somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, back to my story. So, Kevin is pumping the water out. He had to go buy a new bladder the next day, this big bag. And he said, we had to fill it up. It was the middle of winter. And I couldn't sleep in the bed for two days because the water was too damn cold. cold. (laughs) Well, speaking of bladders, I think that, uh, you know, as you get older, I don't think that that would work. Because I think just like the sound of it, like, because you know that it would have like a little bit of a sound of the water or whatever. I think I'd have to pee a lot. (laughs) <laughs> okay you, a lot more than normal uh, you can make your own waterbed <laughs> but uh anyway from the the late 70s to er, the early 90s they exploded by 1991 one in five beds in the united states was a waterbed wow i didn't even realize this they had hotels that you could go in and stay in and there was hotels that had water beds. that Wait, is like a liability just waiting to happen you, well right? yeah and you could drown can you imagine the insurance, the cost of insurance they had to have? Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But now they're back, and they're more modern. So when they're empty, they're much lighter. They're only like 40 pounds when they're empty now. Now, when they're full of water, it's, it's, it's heavy. heavy. It's heavy, right. Now, the heat controlling is much improved. There's improved material. And as I said, they're lighter, so they're easier to, to move. And actually... The person that uh, is in, came out with this new version was the original inventor as well. It's called a float. So you can check them out. A float waterbed. A float. A float. And, uh, but they say it's a big deal. Kevin said that his wife loved when they were intimate. On in, the waterbed. On the waterbed. Because he goes, I can make the white caps. And he goes, when the tide rolled back in, he goes, the wife loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're having a little trouble in the bedroom... Get you that water bed. Maybe you should try a water bed. <laughs> I've never had one personally. I've owned one. I've slept in one. My buddy in elementary school had one. And so when we would stay the night, it was a big queen bed. And we would we both slept in the same bed. And I just remember even then, like if you created a wave in it, it was literally just Oh yeah. It, it, I think I'd get sick. If you came yeah. home liquored <laughs> You would literally get seasick in your own bed. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> Did you ever get seasick? When I had one, it was high school. So, like, I didn't get to use it as the pleasure bed or any of that fun stuff. Or, like, I really wasn't drinking. Don't lie to me right now, all, f- all three of you. You kind of want to try one out now for that, right? Because I did. I was reading it, and I was hearing all about it. I'm like, 
I, kinda, I mean, especially after your buddies, like the white caps and all that. Yes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like if we sell some afloat beds, everybody else on these podcasts, they, they push other stuff. I feel like we should have, not together, not <laughs> maybe, but we, we should have a couple of these beds. I want one. All right. I'm glad that oh. you cleared that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would be very interested to know how many of our listeners have had one or now are intrigued to, right? to, to try one. How do you just try one? You know, they're like $1,500. It's not like you can just like return it, suck the water out of it, and call it a day. It's like a big giant Capri Sun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to treat the water. Oh, yeah. You have to put the chemicals in it so that it, you know. It doesn't get algae and shit growing in it. Oh, it'd be so nasty. Oh. You know when people don't wash like a, when they have a fish tank? And it gets all that sludge and shit in the bottom of it. Ew. That's what these beds could be like, wouldn't it? I don't know. Oh, it's so gross. And then you think, like, you can't really get underneath it. It's in that frame to clean it. I tell you what, putting the sheets on the oh, was yeah. very F- difficult. A fitted sheet. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like putting one of those, like, little finger condoms on, a, on your actual <laughs> dong. <laughs> oh, God. It's oh, all moving God. around. No, I'm saying if that's what it would be like. <laughs> I'm like, you I, did that? No. like an expert. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> All right. We need a waterbed in the back of the shagging wagon. I'm in. There we go. All right. So now we're moving on to the news. We've got some stories that we thought it'd be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not I'm good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house, started to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up by bees. I thought he was just high. Are you excited? Ready for some news? Let's do it. We have two stories this week, and they both come from one state. Can Florida. You, yes. Can you guess if it's male or female related? Male. No. Well, kind of. It's two women, and the women in Florida are going crazy. But you could argue it's because of their men. And so that's what we're <laughs> going to find out about, okay? Now, here's the first one. A Florida woman was arrested after she allegedly shot her estranged husband in the testicles oh. for trying to take an air conditioner she was trying to sell on Facebook. <laughs> Because it's Florida. (laughs) The victim and his brother are said to have come to a 35-year-old Kimberly Dunn's home in Lake City to pick up the AC that she had listed for sale online. She sat on it to keep him from taking it, and when he tried to move her, that's when things got violent. Yeah. Yeah. She first used a stun gun on her soon-to-be ex-husband. Dunn and the victim were going through a divorce at the time. But that was no reason for her to pull out a stunt gun and try to get him off of her. When that didn't work, she decided to pick things up a notch. It, it notch rhymes with crotch, right? too. So. <laughs> the victim's brother, she then pulled out a handgun and fired it at his crotch. The victim's brother then freaked out and shouted, You shout my brother, before apparently choking Dunn until she blacked out. A court- this has got to be just... This is like every day in Florida. Can you imagine being the police officer that just shows up to to this call? Right. Oh, man. Over an air conditioner. You got a guy bleeding out of a testy and a girl choked out on the ground and somebody's trying to buy an AC unit. 
Oh, it's, this is classic Florida. Thankfully, the victim was okay. It seems Dunn only got one round into her husband's testicles. Wow. And his brother was able to rush him to a local hospital for treatment. <laughs> the husband also took the gun and brought it to the hospital. Whether to preserve- It wasn't shooting blanks, but he <laughs> is now. All right. <laughs> I wonder if his nut now looks like those guys when they space their ears and they got all that extra skin hanging. Oh. Oh, if that's what his, his testicle looks like. Holy balls. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> she was arrested the same day. They booked Dunn into the Columbia County Jail without incident. She insisted to police that she hadn't actually meant to shoot her husband, only scare him a bit. But she probably shouldn't have used a loaded gun when she went bang, bang then. Right. <laughs> All right, here's our second story. And this is probably one that most women could probably relate to (laughs) and things you probably have wanted to do from time to time. A Florida woman was arrested. I love how these women are always arrested for allegedly, (laughs) allegedly allegedly attacking her boyfriend while high on crack because he refused to perform oral sex on her. Catania Jordan, 46 is said to have hit and scratched her longtime partner at their Largo home with the P, uh, Pianas, um, the what? Pinellas, Pinellas. Thank you. <laughs> it sounded like Pianas, and then I, you know how I how I fixed it. This Pinellas. Is, this is the the mind of a baseball fan. I'm like, well, shit, that looks just like Lou Pinellas, so that's got to be Pinellas. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there. You, that's how I did it. Pinellas wow. County Sheriff's Department eventually responding to the scene about 3 a.m. on October 11th and taking Jordan away in cuffs. According to the police report that was obtained by the smoking gun, the couple had been arguing about Jordan's crack smoking at the time of the incident, (laughs) at which point she started to hit him and demand that he go down on her. When he refused, things took a violent turn. When her boyfriend refused to perform oral sex on her, she began hitting and scratching him, which resulted in several small lacerations, which police believe were caused by her fingernails. There was even a witness at the scene who confirmed this version of events to investigators. I want to know who the witness is that's right. hanging out with them. Like, oh my God, he, she told him to go down and eat that stuff. Like, you know, he was <laughs> the <laughs> Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> wow. Now, oh this lady, gosh. this lady is, is something else. Uh, she also has convictions for welfare fraud, cocaine possession, trespassing, battery, grand theft and many other criminal offenses. She has also been arrested for other acts of violence, including hitting her brother-in-law over the head with an iron. Uh, an iron? Yes, hitting her pregnant daughter <gasps> and attacking the boyfriend in the current case with a glass vase. <laughs> this lady should have her own reality what? show. Oh, my gosh. I would absolutely watch Tune this show. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Right. Getting hit with the Who's Catania beating on this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, you know what? It's It was a quick show, but we wanted to bring it to you, especially because we are a week away from the election, and I'm tired of seeing political ads. I, apparently, so, we're supposed to vote. Everybody's telling yes, us to. Yeah. Have you voted yet? Not yet. Well, maybe that's why they keep telling you. I'm going to. Well, until you do, they're going to keep reminding you. Okay. And they're going to remind me to make sure that I remind you, apparently. Right. So, yes, I'm I'm already over it. Rock the vote. But I am all about getting out and voting. Make sure you go do that. And 
for the benefit of everybody, please wear a mask. Yes. It's time that we all just embrace it. I'm with you, Gibbler. It's, uh, it, we're getting ready to go through a lockdown again. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's not going to be good. And the other other thing I would tell people is now is a time to start really thinking about loading up on some supplies again in the house. Don't go crazy and buy 48 packs of toilet paper. Yeah, I'm but, a little pissy about the toilet paper situation still. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd grab some wipes if I were you, if you can find some alcohol, drinking kind and rubbing. <laughs> I was going to say, stock up your liquor cabinet good. too if we're going to be stuck at home. And I was just thinking this today. I would also be really thought provoked right now about buying Christmas presents because I don't know what shipping's going to look like come December. So you may want to think about just starting that process. I'm a feeling like that's a really good excuse to, <laughs> to start save shopping. Some money. Oh no, to save the money. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I mean, sorry, I didn't get you anything for Christmas. COVID. I'll see you in February, and I'll <laughs> give it to you then. <laughs> you mean COVID? <laughs> oh man, you know we're gonna have this shit for another six months, twelve months, eighteen months. Come on now, it's not going away. It. It's only ah. growing. Hey, they're saying 2022 now. I want to talk about it. Yeah, it's not good. All right. depressing. Well, make sure you get out and vote. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, JP. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Gibbler. It took us 18 tries, but I'm glad we got it done. That's right. (laughs) And we'll talk to them all next week. After two beers.